Sequence Hello, everyone, and welcome to SWAT Radio here on Friday, July 7th. We are happy to be with you live from our Jacksonville, office, uh, Jacksonville, Florida studio location. I'm David Gray along with Brad Sykes, and uh, we are, Brad, into the typical July rainy weather pattern. I almost had to paddle the last mile to get here. Well, I got in the parking lot, and uh, it was it was coming down, so I thought, well, I'll just look at the radar. It'll be over in 10 minutes, which uh, took about five minutes. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We t- are in it, for sure. A typical, well, you know, it's so funny. Uh, it, it, every summer, you know, it's like, it's hotter than it's ever been. Um, must be global warming. Yeah. Oh, ching um <laughs> the uh but i'm kind of glad for the rain oh me too uh, oftentimes because it kind of cools it off a absolutely. little bit absolutely no i well there's a lot well <clears throat> a lot of reasons i love it a i just like weather i like watching the do storms you really? come in i that's one thing you don't I like it when you're on the golf course no <clears throat> no 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 we had and we have experienced that lately a few times we've had to my buddy was uh about to hit a putt the other day, and the lightning warning system went off about 20 yards from him right when he was over, which, uh, which was actually funny to watch him jump out of his shoes when he was trying to hit a putt. But um, I like I, one thing I miss about the Northeast I don't miss living in the winter and living in snow, but I miss seeing the snowstorms. I miss seeing right. the weather. And I love here watching the thunderstorms build and see them roll in and see the the power of them and the lightning. I know that they can, you know, we got to be careful, but I like seeing them. Yeah. So, yeah. and you're right about the, it, it cools it, it cools the, I mean, we've been in the mid nineties a lot the last Ooh. few weeks and it cools With it heat off index and, at about 104. Yep. And any homeowner is lying if they tell you they don't like the rain, so they don't have to put their irrigation system on their sprinkler system. So, well, it's so hit and miss too. In fact, uh, I didn't mention this to Doug this week, but I'll I'll share it with you. I'll be vulnerable here. So you know, I've got a uh, my baby's getting married. Hannah's getting married in October, and I uh, I don't know. It's been a busy uh, spring. I, maybe too much traveling, too much fast food or whatever. But I got my tux out the other day. It's a little snug, uh, and so uh, Hannah who is uh, here in town until she gets married in October. She said, Dad, why don't you do this, uh, I don't know what's called, like 75 hard or something like that. I won't go into the details, but I made this agreement with her that I would do it. Well, part of the deal is um, you, you kind of pick your your lane, your diet lane. I'm not a dieter. I don't mm-hmm. really – it's not that I don't believe in it. I understand there are times – where people probably it's more of a lifestyle mm-hmm. you know <clears throat> and so um i just decide i'm going to cut out some you know processed foods but the other things you have to do is you have to have a a a 45 minute workout inside and a 45 minute workout outside interesting, <clears throat> interesting. well this week i haven't had a lot of time to get a 45 minute outside mm-hmm. because i keep going baby it's raining yeah <laughs> That's right. There's well, there's another reason to like the rain. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> How you been, man? I'm good. I'm good. Busy like you. A lot of travel so far this year with family type stuff and just at that stage of life where there's uh whether it's, you know, 
older parents and other relatives and uh and and for the younger ones weddings and Ugh. birthdays <clears throat> and reunion type things going on so it's been a been a lot of travel but but uh god is good and he's given us the ability to do it and the means to do it and protected us and so uh all, love to travel i don't like it as much as i used to i'm a little crankier in are my, you really my, my, yeah i know you're shocked by I that in my old age uh and i don't like the uh just the physical kind of toll of travel and you know travel is so crazy these days if i've been fortunate yeah. that i haven't really had any terrible experiences with it, with it but it seems like every day you read about some new thing happening uh, yeah. you know whether it's a fist fight or whether it's just some there was something the other day some poor woman i don't know whether uh, she was <clears throat> delusional or what happened but screaming about some passenger on the plane yeah. you know, who wasn't who, there who wasn't real yeah. or so yeah, yeah, doug, or saying something right some yeah doug brought it up and then i had not seen it and then uh, i was on the internet yesterday or maybe yeah i think it was yesterday and i saw it i, yeah. I think i was actually on youtube and uh, I saw that, and I was like, "Yeah, something's not right." Yeah. One of the things Doug said is, "You know, if somebody's running up and down the uh, the airplane saying something like that. You might want to check it out, yeah. just just to make sure." Right. But right. Anyway. Well, there's been episodes of people opening doors or trying to open doors on planes and things like that. So it just seems Incredible. like there's something new every day. Oh, isn't that but the truth? I well, guess we have a phone call. Well, already. already. Hey, we'd like early a Friday early, early phone call. Who's joining us? Hey, it is me with Poppy Camp. I have uh, all my grandsons. Poppy Camp. Poppy I, thought Camp. It, I thought it was Frank from Palatka. All right. Hey, hey Poppy. <laughs> Poppy, name them off. Who all's there with you? Okay, so, uh, okay, boys, tell them your names real loud. Elliot! Oh, did you get all that? So it's, oh, yeah, it's man. Luke, clear as, it's clear as Luke, mud. Elliot, Luke, Elliot, Kieran, Ezra, and Noah. I love it. I love it. So, hey, they got something. Since we've been talking, their memory verse for Poppy Camp is Matthew 633. You guys ready? Come on. Okay. Matthew 633. Matthew 633. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. And his righteousness. Well done. And we we need the little applause cool. sound effect. <laughs> they that's their memory verse for Poppy Camp. We started off the morning with agility drills and uh, baseball, and now we're out at the gun range. We're about to practice shooting. Wow! So I, I, they spent. I gave them a big safety brief this morning. So. <laughs> It has been a fun day, and there we're out, and so is Poppy. I, I was going to say, I, fu- I figured you were maybe on nap time. Oh, well, one of them did nap in the car as we're driving out here. <laughs> well, keep, so, your eye anyway, on the, keep your eye on the weather. You, yeah, I, I will. It, you guys have been great, and I just wanted to thank you for always being able to talk about discipleship on Friday. Y'all are awesome. Uh, we so, love doing thanks, it. Thanks, Doug. Good to hear from you, and, and good to hear from the kids. 
All right, y'all take care. Uh, brother, yeah, take it easy. Soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> for, for those of you just tuning in, that was not Frank from Palatka. That was <laughs> Doug McCary, who's not here today, but he is uh, – he told me about this last Sunday. He even had T-shirts made. He's running a little summer, mini summer camp just for his grandchildren. Oh, I love and, it. Uh, he had, he had uh, T-shirts made with the SWAT logo on the front, and on the back it says, I survived Poppy Camp. <laughs> so, uh, do you do anything like that, David? Uh, I, don't, I haven't had Poppy Camp yet, officially. Yeah. I have two grandchildren. He's got a few more. I have a grandson and a granddaughter. I have uh, I do quite a bit though with my grandkids. Yeah, yeah. I've taken my grandson. I, it was funny. He loves golf already. He's five, and uh, maybe he'll be better than I am since he'll start early. But uh, he he has he putts all the time in the house. He loves to play basketball too. But he putts all the time in the house. And I finally took him. I they live right down the street from the St. John's County course, and I took him down there to the putting green a week or so ago. And he's got a little kid putter and everything. And we get out on the green and well, they have all the regular holes, you know, with the little flags like putting greens do, but they've right. got a couple of holes that are about half the diameter of a regular hole for practice, right? You put it in the smaller hole and then the regular hole looks like the size of exactly. a basketball hoop, yeah. right? Well, not quite, but, and he insists on putting to the smaller holes. You know, I'm trying to show him how to put, you know, just put it in the regular hole and, he insists on putting to the smaller holes. So I love we it. Well, what, like what is his? What? How old is he? He's five. His five. name is James. <clears throat> James David, and goes by JD. But his grandmother always calls him James. JD, <laughs> and like I call that. him Jimmy once in a while just to irritate his mother and his grandmother. But well, I may have told you this, and because uh, my oldest is uh, almost seven, uh, 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 Levi is his name. Love that, <clears throat> and Levi. His mother, so my daughter, my oldest, sends me this video of Levi in the backyard with his kind of plastic golf clubs yes. and all this stuff. Yep. And anybody that knows me, I'm a pretty critical person, especially when it comes to golf. I mean, and uh, but I watched him hit it, and I mean, his swing was great. Yep. And he's like totally into it. Yep. And so, uh, how old anyway, is Levi? He's almost seven. Okay. So Levi and I, Levi and I went to Top Golf about two weeks ago. Just he and I, little little man on man date night, and uh, he he hit it great, yeah. and he loves it. Yep. So and they, uh, you know what it is? I think in part they they watch it. My grandson's he's getting up in the morning, and he's like he I, they came out the other morning, and you know how the European events are on the Golf Channel early. Yes. He comes out. He's watching the British Masters. <laughs> you know, he's oh, five years it. old, but he wants to. He's watching the swings, and then you watch him swing. And they're not thinking, mm -hmm. you know, like I do. I'm ready to screw myself into the ground, right, <laughs> with all the thoughts going through my head. They're not thinking. They're just mimicking. And That's it's right. so it looks so natural and so smooth. And I, I'm anxious to actually see him hit some balls. He does. He has done that outside around his yard. But uh, I'm going to get him out there and do some more uh, beyond putting one of these days soon. Well, so. that's how I learned to play golf. Uh, it was yeah. just r really watching my dad play yep. at a very young age, and yep. he had a good swing. And yep. uh, You know, it's interesting. A lot of people may not know this, why, why Phil Mickelson's left-handed. Phil Mickelson is actually right-handed, but he plays golf left-handed because he would mirror his mm, dad as right. his dad hit balls. Right. Well, if you mirror somebody, you're going to swing the opposite that's right. direction. I had, I had heard that. I had forgotten about that. But. Yeah. That's a, uh, a good analogy for our uh, the discipleship discussions that we've been having when we talk about 
you know, Doug points out many times the the Jewish, you know, tradition of learning from a rabbi and of discipleship was not to just book learn and, and study. It was to follow yeah. and uh, and to <clears throat> mimic yeah. and to be like the rabbi. And of course, that applies so well to uh, what we're called to do with with following Jesus. Well, I was, and I shared this with Doug, shared here on the air, and I know you and I kind of worked through two or three of the chapters in the book, the discipleship gospel, which <clears throat> we're going to be using this uh, this year at SWAT with a lot of the men. It won't be a book that we study, but it'll be a book that you and I and <clears throat> some of the leaders at SWAT begin to work through with smaller groups, maybe two or three, but... Um, it's I'm I'm just about done with it. I didn't bring it into studio with me, but I made a bunch of notes and I've been kind of slowly making notes mm-hmm. throughout that book because uh uh just just the idea of do we even know what the gospel is, you know, and we've we've chatted about this that oftentimes our the gospel that we define is an incomplete gospel. And uh and so much of this book which I appreciate Bill Hull and and Bill, how they uh, uh, Ben Sobel's and Bill Hull, who wrote the book, kind of it's later in the later in the book where they really give a very clear uh, definition to the gospel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that when you're sharing it, it needs to include these elements. Yeah. We've talked about the declarative statements right. that Jesus makes, and then the imperative statements yep. or, or the imperative responses yep. that. Uh, we are to make and so we'll kind of dig into some of that while we're on the air today yep but glad you're with us everyone thanks for calling in doug good to hear from you have fun with the boys and uh, we're going to be back after this break you can call us if you have a comment or a question at 844-777-7928 and come back after the break on swat radio this program has the potential to reach millions of men each week If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network. Palm Coast listens at 91.9. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles. If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies. If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad you are with us here as we come to you live from Jacksonville on Friday, uh, July 7th. want to point out that we are live. I've uh, been live back this week because we have had some uh, 
best of SWAT radio uh, broadcast playing uh, uh, in June. But uh, Doug is back from his travels, and we're kind of starting things up live again. And uh, Brad and I are back to trying to do our uh, our, our Friday uh, pairing here on discipleship. And, you know, those of you who have heard us, and if you haven't, what we're trying to do on Fridays typically is as we go through, you know, for example, in Acts, we would during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, talk about uh, Doug's teaching and Doug's lesson uh, for that week on Acts. And then typically <coughs> Doug has a guest on Thursdays and then uh, Brad and I on Fridays are taking the the lesson that Doug taught that week and kind of going through the same thing, but with a different slant, trying to uh, do it from this, uh, give an example of how you might work through that passage with uh, another person that you may be discipling. And so it's great for a discipleship setting. It's also great for your own I think personal study, just to use those questions that we typically do about, you know, what jumps out at you from the text? Do you identify with anybody in the text? Um, what does the text teach us about God and about about people? And then finally, you know, how can we be different in our behavior and in our living because of uh, what the text says? Uh, but now we're kind of in this, uh, just in a little bit of a an interim period before we start up again in the fall with another book of the Bible. We're still, like Brad said, waiting for Doug to kind of announce what he's going to be uh, Yeah, he hasn't uh, opened that package yet. Yeah, Philemon, I think. It's going to be a one, <laughs> one week semester. Yeah. Uh, no, that's Lamentations, I think it uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be a tough one. <sighs> but so we're, we, and as Brad said, we've been re- uh, reading this book uh, that we're going to use uh, as a supplement to some of the study uh, in, in SWAT in the fall called The Discipleship Gospel. And uh, you've heard us talking about it a little bit on the few shows we did live in June and then Doug and Brad this week. And so we're just to give you that background on, on, on where we're at. Well, and I think so much of what you and I discuss here on Fridays is the, the I would say, the lack of discipleship that takes place in the church, in the West, you know, in the, in the churches that are out there today. And this, that's not a blanket statement it's it's a reality uh that we many of us know the bible uh theologically we may be sound we may be in bible studies we may be regular attenders at church and giving and all those things uh but the you know the the key element is are we following jesus we're not just it's not just following him and his, you know, what he's doing. I think there's a misconception that I'm following Jesus because I'm reading his word. Yeah, and I've been there. <clears throat> you and I have both talked about that. I've, I've been there. But I think that's part of it. It, it certainly yeah. is because you wouldn't know how to follow that's Jesus right. unless you had his word. And you wouldn't know how to disciple someone. Uh, that's correct. Yep. And so, so much of what we're, we're trying to drill into is that... <clears throat> Uh, it's in fact, I think Bill Hull and, uh, um, Ben Sobel's mentioned this, that the gospel we preach will produce the disciples we lead or whatever. Right. And so oftentimes when we share the gospel, it is an incomplete gospel. Mm -hmm. And so much of what they do in this book, the discipleship gospel is to, uh, really include all the elements of the gospel. Yep. And from the declarative statements that Jesus makes, which are, there's three of them, God's kingdom is here, uh, Jesus is the Christ, 
Jesus died for our sins and he was resurrected on the third yeah, day. Right. So there's four. Yeah. T- yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think they wrap. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Four, four, four statements. Yep. Yep. Four declarative statements. Yep. And then there's three imperative statements. Imperative meaning I'm going to, it's a response. Yeah. That came directly from <clears throat> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they and Paul. In Paul. Paul reaffirmed yeah. it. Right. And, but the authors point out that. This, that's why we're talking about this, is this is the gospel Jesus preached. This is not man-made. This is not from other writers in the Bible. This is what Jesus said. Yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead. No, I, exactly. I I, you. No, I was thinking, uh, in fact, they say one thing is clear. Following Jesus <clears throat> is an actual existential behavior that demonstrates the reality of our faith in him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so oftentimes... We know a lot of facts about Jesus. We know a lot of information about right. Jesus. Right. I've said this often. Uh, we're, many who are in the church today, the evangelical church, are theologically obese. Uh, they're full of a lot of information, but they're not walking that out. They're yeah. not living that out. Yeah, it's and common. I would be, I'd fall into that category. And I, and I have as well, where I, you mentioned earlier about all the things that we do as part of the church community that in and by <clears> themselves are important. Yeah, uh, going obviously gathering together in community, going to church, going to Bible studies like SWAT, giving, performing acts of service—all, all part of following Jesus. Yeah. But, but, his last command, the Great Commission, was to go and make disciples. And of course, he—it's talked about elsewhere about making disciples and all of the theology that we learn, the doctrine that we learn, the way that we learn Scripture. I, I consider that you know what what second timothy says right about it's 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 useful for equipping the man of god so that yes. he'll be complete for everything that god calls us to and and a big part of what god calls us to is sharing the gospel with others and discipling others mm-hmm. and and i have been it's taken me a long time to kind of come to that realization and realize that i'm lacking sometimes in yeah. that 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 yeah i like you i thought Oh, okay. I'm going to Bible study. I'm going to church. I'm, I'm teaching my family. And of course right. I'm not dismissing. That's part of discipleship sure, sure. Is, is discipling your kids and your, your family. But, um, but this idea that, you know, are we really out there teaching others to be scripturally based or disciples as Jesus taught discipleship? Yeah. Well, I think it, you know, the, the, this idea of come Jesus said, come follow me. Uh, and I'll make you fishers of men. Uh, he he didn't say, come follow me, and I'm going to make you a theologian. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make you a preacher. All those things may be true. Yeah. Uh, but the idea, in fact, even in Matthew 28, 19, and 20, go therefore and make disciples, as you said, teaching them to obey. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the element of obedience is a demonstration that we are his. Yeah. And in fact, if we're in, listen, we're all, we all struggle. We are all being transformed. We're all being sanctified. Mm -hmm. We are sanctified, but we're also being sanctified. And that is that we are, you know, I'm still wrapped in the flesh. I still struggle with the flesh, but I am in process. And if I'm not in process, then as Paul says, we should examine ourselves. Right. It, it, it's not perfection. We struggle with the flesh, but 
it's a recognition God given in us, in me. God had to do this in me. But it's that recognition that I can't just go on sinning at will and think, well, I'm saved. And I don't have to worry about that because Jesus has forgiven me. Yes, he he has. Did he pay for all my sins, past, present, and future? Yes. But if I'm sinning with impunity and thinking, oh, that's all right, I'm forgiven, then am I really understanding what it means to follow him and to be saved? And then to your point, I have to examine myself to see if I'm in the faith. Well, and does that sin grieve you? Yeah. You know, we... Right. Obviously, one of the imperatives statements is uh, repent and believe, and and to me those are they're 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 hinged there. Mm-hmm. Is that so often there's been a message that because of God's grace you don't need to do anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, or you, you don't. Or you do some <clears throat> kind of repentance and prayer, but. Your daily life doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, grace—that is not grace. Yeah. Uh, that that would not be the definition of grace. Uh, uh, God, you know, has covered my sin, <clears throat> which He has. But if you're His, He's not going to leave you as you are. Yeah. Yeah. He, he His purpose, of course, Romans eight twenty eight and twenty nine. We know that He causes all things to, to work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose and his purpose is that we would be transformed into the image of his son. Yeah. And anybody that knows anything about transformation, it's not an immediate thing. No, it takes time. It's a lifelong process. A- that's, that's absolutely. The, that's that process of sanctification that we talk about a lot. It is lifelong, but Jack Turpin, who was on Doug's board, the, the late Jack mm-hmm. Turpin, who's in glory and good friend of ours and good friend of mine taught me a lot of things. And one of the things Jack used to say was, you know, Maybe on an annual basis, you kind of say to yourself, "Am I, am I a little more like Jesus mm-hmm. than I was a year ago?" Yeah, yeah. And, and, and here's the other thing: I love that, but we need other people in our lives to affirm that. Absolutely. Too. I was just going to say, sometimes it's hard to, yeah. You know, we have blind spots, like we know. Oh man, but, no, but, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but, but you're right. Ask. I think we can. If we're honest, right, we can ask ourselves and try to do a self-assessment, the type of self-examination that the Bible talks about. But also, you're right, we need other people. And that's another reason for community. It's another reason yeah. to be around brothers. And the accountability aspect of that, I, you know, I think of you, I think of Doug, I think of some men yeah. in my life who have been in my life for years where I'm honest and vulnerable and transparent mm-hmm. and sharing things that I, I struggle consistently at. Yeah a guy who will say, how are you doing in that specific area? You know, we're, we're very, as men, uh, we're very random. Mm -hmm. We're, we're very general, you know, uh, how you doing? Good, good, great. You know, listen, if I'm sharing real stuff that I'm struggling with, you don't need to ask how I'm doing. I mean, that's fine, but I'd rather you just get right to the point. Just go ahead and put your finger on that spot right there. You know, when I, 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 uh, I went to the doctor the other day and had a, uh, a biopsy done on something and uh about four or five days goes by i haven't heard them but they called me yesterday and they called to tell me hey specifically that area that we biopsied it looks good yeah okay that's kind of how we should be uh those areas that we struggle with i want to be praying for you i want to be praying for my brothers i want my brothers to be praying for me 
in those specific areas. And that's the key to having those relationships in community that are, where you have brothers in Christ. The key is you learn you can trust people. You can trust your brothers mm. and that you can talk about these things yeah. without feeling like... Not, not that I'm saying your brother has to let you off the hook. That's not that what we're saying at all. Right. But your brother, who struggles also, is going to understand. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> it might be a rebuke, but but it's it's going to be done in a way that they understand what you're going through. Amen. Right? And Amen. that's the difference. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're coming up on our bottom of the hour break. We're glad you're with us here on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. We're going to break for the news at the bottom of the hour, and we hope you'll come back on the other side on SWAT Radio. Insights from Harvest with Pastor Greg Laurie. The Bible says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we will confess, that's verbally acknowledge. If we will confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Oh, we don't like to say I've sinned. We like to blame it on someone else. We like to blame it on our circumstances. But we need to say, Lord, I've sinned. And we sin every day. I'm sorry to tell you that. But think of the story of that prodigal son came to his senses and he came home and said father i've sinned he admitted it will you admit it impact your world with the gospel by knowing god and making him known connect with pastor greg laurie and sign up to receive his free daily devotion emails to get started visit harvest.org today Expect some delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on I-95 southbound at Airport Road. Also, there's an accident on the West Beltway, 295 southbound at the ramp from Blanding Boulevard. And there's another crash on 295 southbound before Collins Road and Blanding Boulevard. Mostly cloudy tonight, low 77. Saturday will start the weekend partly sunny, high 94. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Why you ever chose me has always been a mystery. All my life I've been told I belong. At the end of the line, with all the other not quite, with all the never get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes here on Friday afternoon. and glad you are with us, as always. Um, if you're new to SWAT Radio or haven't listened for a while, just by way of reminder, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And uh, the radio program was born out of uh, a Bible study, a series uh, uh, of meetings that Doug McCary still holds in the Jacksonville area. It's got to be a dozen years now or so mm -hmm. that Doug's been doing the Bible studies and, um, and, uh, six years ago or so, Brad and Doug started to take what Doug teaches in the Bible studies and, uh, and teach it on the radio. And, and that's what our daily, uh, program generally is. And if you have questions about SWAT Bible studies or the radio program, uh, you want to listen to past, past broadcasts, you can always go to SWATradio.com. And thanks to our 
friend and brother James Grimm, who's out in Idaho. James keeps our website in great shape for us, and uh, and and all the past broadcasts are, are there, and as well as information on uh, weekly SWAT radio uh, meeting. I'm sorry, weekly SWAT Bible study uh, meetings, which will start up again in September. So. And we have, by the way, um, if you uh, want to come join us on August 5th, uh, we have a SWAT training day that Doug will be leading. And uh, it's always a fun day. You know, I've been on a lot of men's retreats and weekends, and, and they're all great. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, one of the struggles is, you know, uh, I probably need to do some things around the house. I need, listen, our SWAT retreat, or not a retreat, our SWAT training day is a one-day deal. Mm-hmm. There's no sleepover. Nope. It's uh, and so anyway, if you're, if you're interested, we'd love to have you join us. Just go to SWATradio.com. Uh, you can send Doug an email. Say, hat I want to come to that. And uh, a lot of activities. We we're talking earlier today about uh, you can play golf, you can go shooting, you can skydive, you can go fishing. Yep. Uh, you can even just lounge around if you don't want to do anything. You know. <laughs> Which yeah. sounds awfully good. Well, the tree yeah, that that we meet in the morning, have a little breakfast. Doug does some teaching in the morning. Then we break for the events and then reconvene later in the afternoon for some additional teaching and for dinner. And, and dinner usually yeah. are out of there by eight o'clock. And we so. do a communion. Usually. Yes, we usually have communion, which yeah. is which is a special. Time. Looking forward to yeah. that. Anyway, we've been talking about um, the discipleship gospel. This book by uh, Bill Sobels and and uh, Ben Sobels and Bill Hull and. Um, Doug likes to also, as the book does, refer to this as the kingdom gospel, the idea that this is the gospel that Jesus himself preached. And the authors uh, go through it. You heard Brad and I talking earlier about um, the seven essential elements of the gospel, the declarative statements about Jesus, um, about who he is, that he's the Christ, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, first of all, in the person of Jesus, that Jesus is the king of the kingdom. He is the Christ. Um, that uh, he he died for our sins uh, and that he rose again and that Jesus himself gave three imperative statements to us in response to the gospel that we must have. Uh, and it, they go hand in hand. And those that response is to believe in Jesus, believe that he is who he says he is, to repent of sin, recognizing our own condition apart from his saving work for us, and then to follow him. So repent, believe, and, and, and to follow Jesus. And we've been focusing a little bit today on that area of response to those declarative statements about Jesus. And these, these declarative and imperative statements go hand in hand. You can't separate them. But sometimes, as the authors contend and state, and I agree, in the way the gospel is presented in our culture today and through a lot of, through some churches, um, that element of how we respond to Jesus isn't often uh, focused on. Well, and I think we'll spend the rest of our broadcast here really talking about how do we respond. I mean, you you just kind of highlighted the imperatives. Hit those again. So after Jesus says... And this is from... Yeah, and this is from um, uh, Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 17. If you want to look at this, he it says he went around proclaiming the gospel and um, and then teaching the people who were listening, the crowds, to uh, repent of sin, to believe in him as Messiah, and to follow him. 
that those are the imperative, responsive, if you will, statements to what the Bible declares about Jesus, that he's the Christ, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and that he died and that he rose. Yeah. So we, you know, you think about this, I was having this conversation this morning with a group downtown that, you know, nowhere does it say, nowhere did Jesus say, pray a prayer here. Let me lead you in a prayer of salvation. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're not talking about a works salvation. We are saved by grace. Uh, I love what, uh, what uh, Dallas Willard says, um, See if I can find the quote. I I had. Uh, yeah, I have uh, it here. If you want me to. Well, let's see. He, go ahead. he says, <laughs> Dallas Willard says, "We have not only been saved by grace, mm. we've been paralyzed by it." Yeah. Uh, you know, it, the response to the gospel is obedience. Yeah. That's how you respond. Now, yeah. we in obedience, we're we're to repent, we're to believe, and we're to follow Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've missed some things in there. Yeah. Uh, heck, we've missed the repentance aspect of it. The, 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 the devil, the demons believed, you know, you can believe a set of facts about something, mm-hmm. but it may not lead you to fall on your knees. Right. There's uh, the surrender <clears throat> aspect of it. The, the, the demons have not bowed their knee. They believe and they know the facts, but they didn't bow their knee. Right. And, and, we see the result. They yeah. were thrown out of heaven. They well, and I think we're we're giving people a false hope right. when, you know, they, they remember walking an aisle or throwing a stick in a fire or you yeah. know, raising a hand. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't do those things. Right. I think a lot of people who go <clears throat> on to follow Jesus maybe started that way. I, I absolutely. did. Absolutely. I, did. Uh, I was in a similar type of brought up in the church and Right, absolutely. It's we're not saying that there's anything wrong with that, but if it's if that's all it is, it's incomplete. Yeah, you can't drop your anchor on that. Right. Uh, there has to be a changed life. There has to be obedience. We we have to follow Jesus. That's the evidence that our heart has been regenerated. Yes, that's yep. the evidence. And as the authors say, and as I've said it before, our, our pastor uses this word. I think it's a great way to describe it. And you may have already said it today, that our the works that are expected as a result of our salvation and our obedience are not meritorious toward our salvation. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't impress God in terms of, oh, he's a good guy. I'll forgive his sins because he went and helped that old lady across the street. I mean, I'm being very right, no. you know high level here, but... But a lot of people think that. Yeah. A lot of people think, well, I, I said a prayer at one point, and I've tr- I think if you went out and polled people <laughs> on the street, how, do, how are you right with God? How mm. are you saved? Mm-hmm. How, how do you go to heaven, <clears throat> putting it even in more right. layman's terms? You'd get a lot of answers like that. Well, I'm, I'm, I try to be a good person. Yeah. Essentially, <clears throat> it's hoping that the good outweighs the bad, which it, it yeah. never can. And, I, and, and, and Doug... Doug talked about this once in SWAT about imagine if from the time you were 13 years old, you know, thinking about Jewish law and Jewish, a Jewish boy becoming a man until you were whatever age you were 45 and you committed X number of violations of the law per day of God's <laughs> law per day. And he came up with this crazy number of 
law violations over mm. a 20 year period. Now say that was a criminal, a, a human judge and you had committed, you know, X thousand felonies and you were brought back in before <coughs> the judge and you just said, well, judge, it's, it's really not that bad. Would you expect a judge to let you off for committing thousands mm. of felonies? I mean, that's, that's not even a great illustration because we're talking about a holy God. Right. It's that much worse. Right, right. But the idea is that any sin, we're born as sinners. We're born with a sinful nature and we're, we're born separated from God. Yeah. And yeah. that's the understanding that the Holy Spirit has to bring in order for us to use your <coughs> phrase from earlier, go to our knees yeah. in repentance. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> you know, it, just a couple of things that I highlighted in the book. He says... Uh, unless unless we respond to the good news, we haven't accepted it. Mm. He says it's impossible to have a gospel without a call to action. You and I even covered this a few weeks ago where, you know, anybody that's ever been to a wedding, right. a response is required. Yeah. Um, and so oftentimes we we can accept the facts but it doesn't change our life, mm-hmm. doesn't change our heart. And when I think about the Holy Spirit that comes in, that Holy Spirit's going to do a work in us. And if there if there are no works, if there if there's not a content, if there's not an ongoing <clears throat> transformation, uh, you got to wonder: Is the Holy Spirit there? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been in the middle of a bathroom remodel at my house, and every once in a while, you know. It'll go uh, two or three weeks without my guy doing it, showing up. Mm-hmm. Well, if you just looked at that bathroom, he goes, well, nothing's changing. Yeah. There's no work being done. Right. And our hearts are under construction, mm-hmm. should right. be, yep. and being remodeled. Yeah, that's a great analogy. We're going to take our last break of the day uh, on SWAT Radio. Glad you're with us. We'll be right back after this short message and hope you'll join us. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network. The Jacksonville Beaches listen at 91.7. I've been held by Savior. Welcome back to 
SWAT Radio, David Gray and Brad Sykes with you uh, for our last segment here on our Friday edition of the SWAT Radio program. And glad you're with us. And we are talking about um, the response to the gospel that the Bible teaches uh, must be there as evidence of of a converted heart, a regenerated heart. Um, we know that God comes in and 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 this is all of God, right? That's what we call justification, mm-hmm. that God comes in and he changes an individual's heart. The Bible talks about giving us a heart of flesh mm-hmm. to replace a, heart, replace a heart of stone. We become a new creation, literally. Um, and Jesus is the firstborn among a, a new race of a new creation, people who are have gone from death to life and, and who have gone from darkness into light because of what God's done. And then what we're talking more about is because of what God's done and when we believe that God's done that, what is our response? Does our response show that we believe the gospel? And, uh, and, and that's part of the gospel. The authors in the book write, when we start um, obeying Jesus and following Jesus, we begin to prove that we believe what he says. Yeah. He, he says in the book, he says, if, if we truly believe that Jesus is the Christ— in other words, Christ being anointed one, Messiah. It has massive implications on our lives. For starters, it means that we surrender our lives to him as our king, seeking to obey all his commands, Matthew twenty-eight twenty. And so oftentimes, that's not the gospel we're preaching. That's not the gospel we're sharing. Uh, we may be sharing that Jesus uh, came, he lived, he died, he resurrected for your sins. Do you want to accept that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it pretty much ends right there. Yeah. Well, it, a, a complete view of the gospel. Obedience is critical for salvation, which means that it is essential to the gospel. So as we share the gospel, discipleship is critical to that element of it. And we've left that out. I think that's why... Doug has been so persistent about us going through this book, yeah. and, and I, I would agree. I mean, you could tell me you're—I'm you, trying to think of a good analogy, although Doug uses it a lot, you know, in relation to him when he went into the Marines. You know, you're not a Marine simply because you say it with your mouth. Right. Uh, you're not even a Marine just simply because you got fatigues on or something, you know. There, there's going to be some requirements as a Marine. Right. Otherwise, you're not a Marine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of other analogies you could uh, well, use I, for that matter. I, I also think about all the places in the Bible where Jesus and other writers in the Bible talk about persevering in the faith right. to the end, holding fast to the end, yeah. counting the cost of following Jesus. Um, and the authors of this book talk about this. Jesus calls us to respond to his claims in a way that follows him without excuse, without condition. Now, again, again, and I want to keep coming back to this. We don't sit in here and claim <laughs> that we do this with any kind of perfection. In fact, we fall down on this more than we we stand up if you will to use that analogy but brad and i were talking during the break 
part of following and, and obeying Jesus' commands is obeying his command to repent, is recognizing that we fail, recognizing that we still sin, but quickly repenting, as Doug likes to say, clearing that line of communication with the Father and, and, and with Jesus, and, and, and jumping back in. Um, the relationship doesn't end because we sin. Jesus, Jesus made it clear, and the Bible makes it clear, that our sins are forgiven past, present, and future. But in reality, in experience, we do still sin, and the daily repentance that we need is to kind of clear up that relationship. God doesn't stop being our God. He doesn't stop being our father any more than a father or mother out there stops being the mother or father of a child just because they do something wrong or <clears throat> disobey. You still are their parent. Yeah, and I think understanding the the idea of repentance, <clears throat> I think so, sometimes we, we view repentance as, okay, <clears throat> Um, I, I, I struggle, I, I sin in this area. Let's call it what it is. We we like to call it struggle. Yeah. No, it's right. sin. Right. I mean, and that's one of the things, it's important that we call it what it is. Right. <clears throat> it is sin. Yep. Breaking uh, God's law. <clears throat> all have sinned yep. and missing, fallen missing short of the glory the of God. Yep. And, and the reality is repentance is not just turning from your bad behavior to good behavior or better behavior. Repentance is turning from your uh, <clears throat> your lordship to Jesus' lordship. Mm -hmm. it, it's turning from my ways to his ways. Right, right. And so when we turn, and again, it's not turning to better behavior, it's when we repent, Christ is going to do the work in yeah. us. I mean, I think of that, you know, Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you. Yeah. fishers of men right he does it he does the work right we can't be fishers unless we're following and he does it that's right and uh you know maybe this would be helpful to to someone listening out there but you talk about i loved what you just said about repenting is not just turning from bad behavior to good behavior first of all if that's our attitude it, it's very difficult to keep that up yeah right? yeah <clears throat> in, in our own in our own strength but I've been in that camp, and I've also been in the camp of um, sinning with, you know, the Bible talks about the sin that so easily entangles. I yes. think we all have things that, that grab us, right, and that we've had a harder time with giving up than, than others. And and I know I've, I've been in a pattern in my life before where I had the attitude of, well, he knows I'm a sinner, he knows I struggle in this area. He paid for it with the, his work on the cross and, and his resurrection. I, I believe in him, and therefore, it's not really that big a deal. Yeah, I'm trying to stop, but it, it's not really that big a deal. Hmm. I mean, that's about as succinctly as I can put it, that, right. that, that I've had that right. attitude in my life. And, and I can still slip into it easily. But to your point, when we are following and when we belong to him, he won't let us stay there. And the sin that we took kind of maybe casually in the past and kind of had a good time with, let's be honest, we sin because we like it. Yeah. There's elements <clears throat> of it that we like. Sure, sure. God will not leave us in that position. And to use the word earlier, are we grieving over sin? 
Do I always grieve over my sin? No. Do I grieve over it and am I sick of it more than I used to be? Yes. And that's that process Mm. of sanctification and change that that takes a while. It can take a while. And I'm not, again, I don't want to advocate, oh, well, it takes a while, so therefore just, I guess guess St. Augustine or St. Augustine is famous for saying, you know, he, he, he liked women. Let's put it that way. Okay. And supposedly he, and I think most men listening out there maybe can relate to those kind of, uh, those kind of, uh, feelings or struggles. But, um, he supposedly said, God make me chaste, but not yet, but not yet. Right. In other words, he wanted to get a few more days of having fun. Mm. In, right. And, and I think I've had that attitude. Sure. And, and I think that what we're talking about here is not this perfection, but it's a change that where God changes us to make us more aware and more have more recognition about our sin and to make us more surrendered and more humble and more and more God. I I need you to change me. I can't do it. Absolutely. I cannot do it. And, and that might sound, you know, some people may think, Oh, that's a cop out. Well, no, it's not. You come to the end of yourself (laughs) <laughs> and you realize God has to do it. And he's faithful to do that. Yeah. Galatians 2.20, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And and that's kind of, a, that's a daily thing. That's an hourly thing, yeah. if, if, if you will. I was reading this this morning, a very familiar passage, Luke 7, verse 36. It says, says one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him and he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table and behold a woman of the city who was a sinner uh, you just put <laughs> any of us mm-hmm. when she when she learned that he was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house so she she gets word that Jesus is dining at the Pharisee's house she brought an alabaster flask of ointment you, you, you know the story right And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort Mm -hmm. of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner." And Jesus answering said to him, Simon, isn't it interesting? He answered, but without the question, no question. Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, say it, teacher. Says a certain money lender had two debt debtors. One owed 500 denarii, the other 50. And when they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? Simon answered the one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for mm-hmm. she loved much. Mm-hmm. But he who is for, he who is forgiven little loves little and i'll stop there you know the rest of the story but how do we view our sin how do you i don't care whether you've got one 
or a hundred million like me? Well, the reality is that in the parable, we, we're all the ones with the huge debt. Exactly. But we, some of us, and me included sometimes, yeah. think yeah. we don't have the yes. huge debt. We're yeah. not that bad. Yep. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was very timely to read that. And if you haven't watched The Chosen, Ooh, yeah. The Chosen does a great job with that. Definitely. With that particular scene. But on that, that's a great way, I think, to end the program about our response to the, to well, the gospel. Just to, to add Jesus. to Doug's call, Matthew 6, 33, just, Jesus commanded us as his followers to seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom was the first thing Jesus spoke about when he began preaching the gospel. And it's what he is calling us to seek first, even today. Today. Amen. Well, we really appreciate everyone listening. Uh, We're glad to have you with us. And I want you all to have a great weekend, a blessed weekend. And uh, Doug and Brad will be back on Monday on SWAT Radio. Thanks for listening.